We're live. Painkiller Nearly, episode 157. <sighs> Game of Thrones. Probably the best episode they've ever made. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it was probably the best. It's top three for sure. I'm gonna, The first time the dragon came down and saved the Khaleesi in the fighting pits of Marine or wherever, whatever, that was pretty fucking epic. Mm-hmm. Battle of the Bastards was, was, was so satisfying. You, you finally, some people got their comeuppance. You had so much epic shit. You had you had giants battling it out. It, it was crazy, and, and it's still probably the greatest like swords and shields battle ever put to film. But I, man, I, I want to talk about that. So you know, um, the Game of Thrones scenes tend not to have a lot of aerial shots. They don't look like Lord of the Rings battles. Uh, they're more like cameraman right in the mix of it, getting bumped by horses and stuff. And at first, I thought that was just an artistic decision. I know I told you guys this before, but I found out. It's like an OSHA issue. Like they, they don't have insurance or something to let them fly drones over all the actors. So that's why that's the cameras weird. tend to be shoulder level for Game of Thrones. Hey, it was on the internet. There's no arguing that. No, but it was like wait, a behind wait, the where scenes. Where do they film it? Uh, uh, all over. Right? Like Czechoslovakia no, they, or something. I don't even um, know. But, uh, but yeah, apparently that's, that's a big part of the reason why you see very few overhead battle shots there. Because uh, they don't have the... Um, I don't know, the rights, the equipment, the insurance, whatever it is. I saw it in a behind-the-scenes thing. Huh, I didn't know that. But yeah, to your point about the Battle of the Bastards, that, because a lot of those battles where they're, you're right in there really, really sucked. Like, the only thing that made the battles in Braveheart, for example, palatable is that I saw them for the first time when I was 12, huh. or whatever it was. But if you go back and you watch Braveheart, good movie, but you watch those battle scenes and it's just some guy in the middle of a group of men just shaking the camera and moving it around. And it's meant to be so quick, fast moving that you disorient yourself and you kind of just get lost in like, oh, the blur of battle, the fog Lots of, of quick war. Cuts. But Lots this of quick cuts. is way, way better than that. It tracks mm. the same guy. You watch two different like swords come down and he dodges them and it's like, oh, that's pretty dope. Like he just did mm-hmm. that. Like if he like in real in real battle, if you miss one of those swords, you're dead. And so, yeah. of course, he was doing this kind of shit all the time, dipping and diving and dodging. But uh, yeah, I thought this most recent episode, as far as the action scenes, since we're just talking about the action scene for now with the ice people and, and the White Walkers and the dragons, that was a little below Battle of the Bastards for me. Because I think Battle of the Bastards was better orchestrated, but maybe you guys disagree. Sometimes well, when I, I see it, and I'm like, I think that's the best episode of Game of Thrones ever. Can that be? Or am I just suffering from like, uh, I don't know what it'd be called. A like recency a, bias. I was just going to say recency bias. Yeah. Am, am I suffering from a recency bias? And I think back and I'm like, well, which one would be better, right? I liked Battle of the Bastards, but I thought there were lots of slow parts that pulled it down. In my mind, Battle of the Bastards was just a very good fight scene combined with kind of a satisfying end to Ramsey. And that's it. Whereas this, like there was... I don't know. I liked it more. I, I, as I think it through, like maybe I am suffering from a recency bias, but I like this more. I thought there was better character development. I I, I liked John going on. I liked all of it. I liked all of it so much. It was really, really there was good. A lot of, it, it's definitely not that one trounces the other one. They're both very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both there scenes. was a lot of fan service in this episode, which I felt could have been Is that bad? better. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's bad when you just like take, uh, it's like, it's like eating a dinner of brownies. Like, like there's, there, there's not a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like eating a dinner of brownies at the end of it, your teeth hurt a little bit and your, and your tummy, your tummy hurts because you didn't get any meat and potatoes. So like that whole time when they were walking 
uh, every conversation they had when they walk it, when they were walking was epic because you've got these characters like who normally don't dis- oh. discourse with one another talking about important shit. There was no talk about the weather or oh it's it's very cold, isn't it? No, none of that shit. You got John talking to Jorah about the family sword. So important. Such an mm-hmm. interesting scene. Because you want to know, what does Jorah think when he sees his daddy's sword on this guy's hip and he's carved mm-hmm. a new pummel on it? He doesn't know that that like his dad carved that pummel. Maybe he thinks that that's a sign of disrespect that John is showing. <laughs> so that's a huge moment when he's like, you know, I didn't do this to your sword. Your dad did it. And then he gave it to <laughs> me. But you should maybe have it back. And he's like, oh, no. I didn't even request it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was big. And then you got Tormund talking to uh, the, the, the hound about about whether or yeah, not like Tormund that. likes dick or not. And he's like, dick? He's like, cock. Oh, no, I like pussy. <laughs> like, I love that whole Dude, scene. It, and it, and it, the it comes scene up, where Brienne he, comes up. Yeah, oh, that was, that was one of the highlights in dialogue. Like, that, it's like <laughs> chaos is a ladder. Him talking about Brienne, like those, that dialogue for me was awesome. And and it, it, I, oh, I wish I could remember the lines like Kyle does, but he's like, you know, oh yeah, I got a woman back at home. Oh, you with her? Well, not really with her. He's like, you know, does she look at you mean like she wants to kill you? So you do know her. And it was just like, yeah, it was great. It was yeah, that great. whole thing was good. But, yeah. but the thing is, like, here's where that should have been. It's the pacing. And, and I'm okay. not talking about the fast forward mode. I, I'm okay with that at this point, I suppose, because I don't have any other choice. Hmm. But it's more about the distribution. It's how they sort out the courses of the meal. Like, like lots of brownies in one spot. Here's what I would have liked a little bit better. When they were stuck on that rock in the middle of the lake, Okay. Not a lot happened there. They could have they could have taken one of those conversations that occurred while they were walking and nothing was happening. Throw that at nighttime on the on the island in the middle of the lake because they would have yeah, had to spend like a depth. day and a half, two days there for the Raven to make its way and then the Khaleesi to make it back. Show us that a little bit of time is passing. The, the audience appreciates appreciates that so much when you know, even if it's just a, a thirty second scene that lets you know that oh shit, a day and a half have passed. They've they're, they're thinking about eating that burned red shirt guy over there whose <laughs> name never comes up. Um, I, I, I like just about everything about it. When that, man, that, that when, when they're out there on that's that. That's a good idea. I think Tormund maybe should have died. I, I hate to say it because he's one of my favorite characters. But when he was getting drugged into the ice, uh-huh. I was like, doo, 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 my heart's pounding. And I'm like, ah. And, and then they pull him out. I'm like, oh, man, if they had, if he had died, I think that that, that whole thing would have been really a lot more. I thought he was going to die. I thought it was I thought too. that I thought that made sense as a way for John to kind of fully gain control of the wildlings and they'd finally be like, Well, Tormund trusted you and we have no option, so we're with Jon Snow too now, and it'd be another yes. uniting effort. Yes. Here's what it, I would have liked to have seen, and, and but but I don't, I wouldn't like that to be the way Tormund dies, because that's kind of a bitchy death. Here's what I would have liked to have seen. What if like Tormund challenges the Night King? Like, like, what if he's like talking shit to the Night King and Tormund and the Night King's like, all right, everybody, step aside. Big man wants to fight. And the Night King steps down with his ice spear or whatever. And he and Tormund have a fight where Tormund is getting the worst of it big time. It's clear from this fight that like, oh, shit, like we're not even equipped for this. But but just not as Tormund's species, about to die, yeah. he throws one of those ice, one of those dragon uh, uh, stone daggers into the Ice King's belly. And, he, and, and everybody's like, oh, we got him. And then the Ice King's like, fuck you, pulls it out and speaks for the first time. Like, I don't know, he, he drops like an hasta la vista baby level, like, <laughs> one-liner and, like, destroys Tormund right there. It's time for up. you to chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, how like, horrible would that, how much hey, would that ruin it? <laughs> I, <laughs> just, I, again. And I, then, like, Jon Snow, all the main characters are like, oh, shit, we don't I, even know how to kill this guy. 
Because one of the things I like when those little tidbits for, for us is like, if you look closely, at first I was like, why doesn't Jorah have a sword? Where's Jorah's sword? And then I realized that Jorah and Tormund each have our double fisting uh, dragon glass weapons. Tormund mm. has a, a, a hatchet in one hand and a blade in the other, and they're fucking machine gunning through the, the dead. That's why they're able to survive for so long on the, on the rock. They're one hit killing these things with these magic weapons. Everybody in the crowd has a magic we weapon. We all know from Nazi zombies how useful that is. Insta-kill. Totally. Insta-kill. <laughs> so it's, uh, I like that a lot. I love the fucking fire swords. All, you know, I have a just thing st- I want to throw. It, it, so I got this on the internet. Uh, and it was it's one of those observations that I didn't really make myself but liked afterwards. So there's of course there's the Night King and then there's White Walkers and then there's Whites. White Walkers are the long haired kind of um lieutenants in you know the, underneath the king. And then whites are the mindless zombies. To make a mindless zombie, you just kind of raise them or they become them like Walking Dead style after you kill them and suddenly they just sort of come to life. To make a white walker, you touch like you touch a baby and then they grow up as a white walker. Well, the thing is, when they pulled the dragon out, he didn't become a white. Like he touched his face and did the white walker thing. Like somehow the dragon could possibly be more than just like the polar bear or whatever. That he could be like a lieutenant or something higher because it was the face touch conversion to the blue eyes, not just a you know, general dead dude. How would the end result, but how would the end result differ? I guess, because, because as I look, what I think an ice dragon is going to be able to do, it's going to be sentient enough. It's not going to be like coming up with like battle plans on its Uh own because Khaleesi's dragons don't really do that. They just obey orders. So I expect it to be like an RC ice breathing death machine that I, I I just got to believe the night King's going to ride that motherfucker. He's going to ride that motherfucker a hundred percent. Next episode. yeah, I, I think he rides it. I, I don't. I haven't seen any teasers, any spoilers, anything like that. But just my own, like the way this should go down. If you're making a fucking show, you know, like I made this. I made the guess weeks ago that, like, yeah, eventually dragons are just gonna like rape the shit out of oceans of whites. Like, of course they are. That's what everybody wants to see. Why would they deny us that when it's so easy to do? So, you're like, right, the, but it turns out totally that's a dangerous occupation. Dragons last about it three is, minutes doing fucking, that. If I, the Olympic spear thrower from Iceland is around, you're absolutely fucking right. <laughs> that dude was. Did you see the little Reddit gif where yeah, like it's yeah. got, it, they add the captions and he's like, "No way, you can get him twice. That was totally luck." <laughs> 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 he's just like, "What are you doing, Heiling H- Hitler?" Like, "No, man, I'm Amos." <laughs> <laughs> I think the the new dragon is gonna shoot like a giant ice beam. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool because he's yes. gonna he's gonna freeze a whole line of screaming, you know ill-strategized Dothraki as they're hooping and hollering into battle. It's going to be a the exact antithesis of Daenerys' dragon. It's just going to be a... <laughs> and they're all going to be oh, frozen horses and shit. It's going to be really yeah. cool. It's going to be like an um, X-Men's power. Like, like, my yeah. favorite part of that whole episode was exactly... I guess what... Uh, Woody, you've kind of been alluding to it where you're like, oh, Daenerys has to get nerfed. The dragons are too powerful. And I think I said for a while, correct me if I'm wrong, that we're going to get up there and we're going to see that these White Walkers are more hardcore than we think they are at the moment. They're not just raising people. I so told you he, White like, Walkers take out dragons. They they do. And he, clearly not even... like Like what I liked about it is the guy, he didn't look at it like... The Night King, I mean, he didn't go like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> fuck. God damn it. We've, we've totally, we totally misgaged our position here, guys. guys. Yeah. He, just, he just looked over at it and he was like, well, my word, it has been a winter war too, hasn't it, guys? All right. <laughs> Can I get that? 
And you got uh, the dragon spear? Longer to aim? No. Who's got the dragon spears? Yeah, ah. who's got the dragon spear? Oh, we made tens of thousands of them because we've had nothing but time. Oh, you want some more? Shink, 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 shink. That was that was the best. Just seeing how lackadaisical and not give a fuck, and then just seeing Danny's face of like, but that's the thing that makes people listen to me. <laughs> Without that, I'm just a bad leader. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like that. I like so, that a good oh, bit. I, another fan theory. I don't know if it's true, but Daenerys will have an, never have another child. Uh, only blood pays for blood. That was like the thing, right? Well, now her kid died. Does that mean she's fertile? Or, or her and John do for one kid? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think you're think. right, too. But it, it was a yeah. fan theory. I, I was like, oh, did blood just pay for blood? Do we have a I thing? think being barren is like, like her cross to bear of sorts. And so mm -hmm. I don't think she's going to get a kid in the end. I think that's part of her. That if, if, if she could have a child, no woman on the planet is going to be like, I have three children, and they're all winged lizards with very small <laughs> brains, but they listen. And then you have a human baby, and you're not immediately like, okay, I... I Admit, I was going crazy with the whole fur baby thing there. They're not actually my children. <laughs> this is my child. Like, you need to keep her from having a real biological child. Otherwise, the whole fascination with the dragon can doesn't make any sense. So I don't think she will have a child. I don't know if she'll have a child. I just think it's highly unlikely. Um, and they got so much other shit to do. Like, like, if you told me there were three more seasons of Game of Thrones, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll be a, there'll be a little John coming along soon. A little incestuous mm -hmm. sharing, like, like, like thir a 13.5% on the incest rating meter. John will come along and, and he'll, he'll have like a little hand or like yeah. a fucked up nose or something. I'm done, sir! I'm so, done, sir! He's going to be I'm all fucked. King in the <laughs> just, just, if John just, just fucked. When John learns his lineage, right? And he learns that he's a Targaryen. That's what yeah. he is, right? Um, yeah. Is he going to put a third pummel on that sword or is he just going to keep it stark? Oh, I hope he get, he comes out with like a fuck that. See, I love it. And it, <laughs> stick with me here. I love it in the movies when the hero finally gets his gear. Like it, it like I like daredevil on Netflix. He's the only hero on on Netflix. I enjoy okay. the, fuck the defenders all of them except for daredevil. Um, he's still not daredevil yet. He has not assumed his final form. He's still the devil of hell's kitchen or whatever. They, so I would love it, love it, love it if we get to like the very end or the, you know, two episodes from the end, wherever the shit really hits the fan. And John shows up with like some fucking Targaryen armor like his daddy had with like the rubies and like fucking shining and shit. And like he, he, did, he like does one of these and he, and he realized he's been dying his hair black since he was a child. And it's just it's just <laughs> silvery, whatever. His eyes are purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's violet eyes and the blonde hair and everything. None of that shit's going to happen, though. Um, I would love it if he had yeah. like some some took on some Targaryen features. Sure. I'd love that. The armor, the everything. I like the Danny line about he's too small for me. And, and Peter Dinklage is just like, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Like, bitch, you're five two and I'm four two, and so I'm not liking any of this yeah, lip. Like, that's, like that's gotta be insulting. On Tinder. I, I think yeah. I'm the only one. Who He's like, I, you know, I'm a dwarf, right? Like, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think I was the only one who was super, super duper bothered by the fact that the Khaleesi had yet to see Jon Snow's scars. Like, it, it, I, I can't think of like times when that's happened before in movies and TV shows, but sometimes when like the good guy has done some really heroic hardcore shit but he's too humble or for whatever reason doesn't tell everyone he doesn't go around going you know like jesus christ did for example just everywhere he goes oh yeah i'm the son of god you know like, like dan does yeah a real brag Danary does everywhere yeah. <laughs> john is the opposite of yeah, that he's so man. humble he's so like low-key with it you know like like even when davos announces him this is john snow 
So I was really happy she saw the scars. If you went out to dinner with a big group of people and Daenerys Targaryen, like as they were dropping the check off, they would make her announce like, and here to Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen, payer of checks and getter of appetizers. <laughs> I present to you the full check. Meanwhile, it seems like Jon Snow, like it'd be kind of the thing where he'd stand up to leave and people would be like, oh, did somebody pay for this? Somebody, somebody paid? I suppose so, yeah. And then, and then they just get up and leave. Like, <laughs> I, I'd, much, I'd much rather hang out with Jon Snow at dinner than John Daenerys. Jon Snow is the guy who gets up, excuses himself to the bathroom, and pays the whole bill without saying a fucking word. Daenerys don't mention a thing to him. I, w- I don't want it to go to my head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Daenerys is the one who like, like starts spilling out gold coins onto the table. Will this suffice? <laughs> like, How many gold dragons? I'm a notoriously good tipper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what I liked is uh, almost like a punishment for Gendry for not getting jacked and not, you know, rowing the way he should have. Right as the battle is about to start, they're like, Gendry, you run off. Run off and tell someone uh, what the issue is here. And they stole his hammer from him because he would have been too slow otherwise. But that's what you get, Gendry. That's what Someone said it. I don't know if it was Kyle or or Chiz, but they're like, it was you. Kyle's like, yeah, clearly Gendry's been working on cardio all this time and it paid off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, told, I told Taylor, I'm like, Taylor, you're much bigger than fucking Gendry. I'm pretty sure you can whip Gendry's ass. Like, like first of all, Gendry's 5'8", right? 5'9", five, 5'10", five, tops. Actors are often and, short. And he's just, there's no way that guy can bench more than 200 pounds. He just doesn't look like he has it. But nope. he didn't need to. He needed to be able to run 20 fucking <laughs> miles in the snow. That was his skill. That was what he needed to do. That was That's what it's all been about for this guy. They needed to send him on the running errand because otherwise he dies, right? There's no way that you can yeah. send Gendry onto that island and then get him back again and the audience not go, really? They, they got Thoros of Mir, the fucking like red priest of Dawn or whatever the, the fuck he was. Him, well, the polar bear got him and then he succumbed to his wounds or whatever, like a bitch. Yeah, Speaking at the end of the, of the day, bear, though, Gendry, if you put like if you put two dragon glass daggers in the hound's hands he probably could have survived another 20 minutes yeah like the whole time being angry if i just want some pig's feet at the end of the day and he's, he's up there fucking fighting but you give gendry that no chance no. you need at least a little bit of precision time which that's another back. thing like the height continuity of this show it's easy to forget how much bigger the hound is than pretty much every actor on this show until you see him and like Tormund there and you're just like Jesus fuck like that guy's like seven inches taller than Tormund yeah. and Tormund is taller than Brienne and Brienne <laughs> is taller than Jamie by a little bit so where, where where's Tyrion and all this like, 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 like how well, dad he is a hound like like two and a half Tyrions at least to make a yeah. hound but, oh yeah absolutely um, I'm super glad that that little uh, Magnificent Seven is still together. Like, I don't mind that Thoros died, because if nobody died in that whole thing, it would have been stupid. (sighs) It's borderline stupid that more people didn't die. I think it's good Uh, that more people uh, didn't die, because it was almost a Game of Thrones cliche that people die. Like, they defied expectations by having people live, which is the opposite of everything else. I haven't been too upset by the timing of it, but this is the one timing aspect that was stupid and horrible where they, they're on this rock, they send a guy running 20 miles, which takes in and of itself a day. A day. So. 
at least a day. This is assuming that Gendry had been practicing snow sprinting in between his rowing. Four and I hours. Sincerely doubt it. Up, my snow run, it. It would take four hours is so a good long. marathon time, and Gendry looks fit. Uh, I'm gonna say eight hours because he's in the snow and he's got and he's been there once. He's probably of gonna get lost. Right. And it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna I take eight, ten, twelve hours. That and then the you and it. then you assume that it's the fastest raven in history. Send Speedy. You know we don't have time for the rest. <laughs> and they send that raven. And let's they had one peregrine falcon on like loader. <laughs> yeah, one peregrine falcon. They send that and apparently like the raven master. <laughs> is like reading it with binoculars from a distance like hurry we have to tell you know danny of this message and then before the dragons are even fed they're fucking on the way back like like this is a week long thing going like they're the top of the kingdom to the very no the, higher than the top of the kingdom to the bottom of the kingdom i see that one of the few people the bottom. Okay, the southern to willingly like the southern suspend part. his disbelief on travel times like if you tell me the guy ran 20 miles they sent a raven and she came back with the dragons on time i'd say thank goodness they were quickies you know i'm i am fine with yes. that it, I, I i don't have a good grip on the map ger martin himself says he's he like intentionally didn't lay out how far apart these things were and you know how the dude they went uh sailing in one episode you know they, they could have you know got a raven in an episode it's, i don't it, know it, it, I don't uh, care about that. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm what happy I'm, that the story is progressing and that it's it, that they're doing oh, it last here was kingdom my style. Here was another one of my issues. All right, so at the end of before this episode aired, at the end of the previous episode, we saw the magnificent seven go through those gates, and there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those motherfuckers. Okay. Then we actually get out there. And there's like 10 or 15, depending on how many people we need to die. All right? It, it's varying constantly. Every shot, there's a different amount of people. They grow an extra guy. Did the, did, I, 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 the hound must be have like one guy up under his cloak. Oh, that's my cloak, red shirt. He stays in the air. Like, like, where did that guy come from? Okay, I understand. I love that there was a Dothraki guy there. Because, like, why wouldn't Daenerys send one of her, like, Many thousands of screamers with the with the crew. He's there with his Dothraki spirit, clearly death. trying to alpha male that group by leading the, the leading them all. And all of them are too badass to even care. They're like, look at him out front. <laughs> Never been north the wall. He has. Oh, I remember my first time in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> and of course they're like, you didn't think this was good shirt weather, did you? <laughs> no? yeah. The bears have blue eyes. I'd have recommended pants. Yeah. <laughs> so that motherfucker immediately gets eaten. They don't even show his body. He just gets turned to a splatter, right? Literally turned to a splatter. Then they, they literally, then there was a guy who falls off the cliff. I guess I'm, I'm gonna call it a cliff. The steep part of the little island in the middle of the lake. He falls off and gets like eviscerated, like blood splatters everywhere, and he becomes a splatter. And I think there was a third red shirt, and red shirts for those for the uninitiated. Back in the original Star Trek series, everybody's got different color uniform, and the expendable guys, when you go down to a planet that you've never been to before, and somebody's going to sniff a flower, and that flower's going to gonna shoot like a dart into someone's throat and kill them instantly, that's a red shirt, because he's literally wearing a red shirt, and you knew. Everybody goes down. It's the captain. It's Bones. It's uh, Spock. It's Scotty. And Some Pete dude and with the red shirt. <laughs> Dave! Who repeated? Oh, oh, Pete's dead. Oh, Dave's dying. Dave's dead too. Like those are the red shirts, and that's what they did to us. And that ain't Game of Thrones style. You, you, you burn your real cards. There are no red shirts, and I didn't love that. That's why I'm saying would have rather had Tormund die than one of these red shirt guys die. It would have been a little bit heavy. Yeah. But, that but meant so. I didn't Tormund notice. Like I, 
to what you were saying with those red shirt guys. I didn't know that that saying about what a red shirt was. So that's good to know. Hmm. But there was one time at one point when I was watching it where it showed, you know, of course, the hound and Tormund and the gang all talking. And then it showed like a quick shot for like three seconds of like Beric Dondarrion and then just some guy in a red tinted like helmet like a leather bracer thing and like for i didn't it didn't register with me i'm like who the fuck is that <laughs> like who who is that guy who, who did i am i really pulling you know just an old man thing and forgetting who this character is and then no i realized oh no that guy he's gonna get attacked he's gonna be you know polar bear you know second breakfast after that first guy so overall but- i thought it was a really good episode i did not like um I didn't like the time frame thing more than anything, even more than the red shirt thing, just because like the time frame thing almost struck me as like if you're watching a World War II movie and you're pinned down, and it's like, Sarge, we got to call in air support, take out that tiger tank. He's like, all right, air support, we need you to take out that tiger tank. Oh, thank you so much. Well done. <laughs> Good like, shot. That level Good of, shot. Good shooting, Tex. Let's pack it up. And it's like, no, it's, it's 1941. We got a ways to go. <laughs> exactly. See you back at my base or like whatever <laughs> the fuck. It's like, no, this, this went way too fast. That didn't make sense. There should have been at least two or three more deaths. And if they were going to make any that made sense, it should have been Barrack or not Barrack. It should have been or no, it should have been Barrack in the service of saving John and then Torment. That whole scene could have been saved. And I'll tell you how you just you take the whole talk about Brienne between Torment and the Hound and you put it on that island and you have John spout up about Egret. And then you have Jorah mention something about the Khaleesi. And, the, and then John's like, she is pretty hot. <laughs> and then you maybe have a little tension between Jorah and John talking about how, how fucking hot she is or something. And they're all like, oh, I've never seen a dragon queen's titties. You've seen them, Jorah. And he's like, oh, I've seen them a few times. <laughs> and, like, and, and then Every night some... when I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine that scene. And then that scene gives you a little bit of time passing because either it's nighttime. We're all gathered around the fire that is Thoros because they burned his body. I like that they burned his body. Like, like, like no. Uh, they had to exactly, and if you, I, I've been going back and watching. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that follows individual characters from beginning of story to the end, just mm. focusing on one character. So I really enjoy that. There's one about Kyburn, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 Cersei's like mad scientist of a maester, and you know you go all the way back to Harrenhal when uh, when Roose Bolton and Rob Stark rescue him for the first time, and then all the way fast forward to to now. And you can really like pick up any fragments that you miss from doing that. Um, I, I love the episode. It, it was top tier. It's top it three was. for sure. It might be the best ever. It really was excellent. And, and we're just picking at little uh, yeah, little scabs at it. It's, I, it's, I, yeah, I don't tend to to dwell on like little timing things or whatever. I just think that one blew my mind. Can I think of one that's better? It might be the best. It might be the best episode of the best show ever made. I mean, it was uh, what part did you guys like or what I guess really stuck out? Because obviously everybody's big thing is going to be that battle and the dragon and all that. What else about the episode really stuck out to you? Is like, bear, this is really, really a good bear. one. It was the bear. Um, and I that's not putting that on the spot. That's, I, I, I agree with you. The I, I liked um, Tormund. Was that his name? The wildling redhead dude. And uh, and um, Klingon, clinging, um, the hound talking. I, I liked their conversation a ton. It's amazing I follow the show at all by fucking up all yes. the names. <laughs> Klingon. What's this yeah. Klingon? <laughs> uh, Clegane is what I was going for. Uh, and uh, um, anyway, kind of, 
<laughs> they, they, I don't know. The whole thing was magic. I want to watch it again. I, I, I feel like I just walked away with a really impressive experience. But when pressed for details as to why it was so great, like, you know, mm. Dandy's conversation with John at the end when he was willing to bend the knee and such, you know, it's like, it, yeah, I, I, I hope Tormund she blows convincing him. him was a good moment. Tormund's talked about Mance Raider. He's like, how many people died for his pride? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and that totally stuck in John's head. Then you got, I mean, lots of lots of fan service, right? You got Uncle Benjamin riding in. Get out of here! <laughs> and, I'm not, and then as soon as soon as that horse rode away, I bet he was like, "Oh shit, I have plenty of time." Fuck! <laughs> you know, horses can take two people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the oh, Titanic. If I turn back now, I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, that's all this is the path I've chose. Yes. <laughs> he didn't even start running to try to get away. Like, like he was, all right, here we go. Fuck. <laughs> His, when he came out of nowhere spinning that fucking thing, mm-hmm. like a Marvel character, very cool. Awesome. Loved that. Didn't know what was going to happen there. It, I, I, you know, he's frozen solid. How's he going to make it? it Everyone and, acts and like then, one character died. Two died. And some red shirts. Yeah, I don't care about Uncle Ginger. He was technically already dead. His heart was no longer beating. He, you know, he was he was a, he'd been living in that qu- like quasi dead slash alive world. He he had to die, and this was his best way of dying that if he showed up an hour earlier though right like mm-hmm. if he'd like he could have come up behind the white walkers and like choked out the night king with that chain like that probably would have been more helpful Benjamin. just saying I, I where were you i hear if fan it, service it, a lot as if it's an insult but i think i like fan service I, I think i like shows that tell the story that give us what we want everybody wants a clagain bowl right what do you mean by, uh, by i don't fan service, no. just so i understand i've been reading it on the about. internet a lot i don't know if kyle has too but they're no, but giving fans feel- what they want, and somehow that's a negative. It's it, when you're playing to the fans rather than playing to uh, the honesty of the narrative that you've been telling to us for 70 fucking hours so far. That kind of irks me. It's like, nah, that's not the show I've been watching. It's not the show where you just like give me everything I want and, and just like, it's like the writers have been reading Reddit comments. Like, like it feels good, but it's a dinner of brownies to me at some point. I just wish it were spread out more, all these treats. It seems like they're just cramming a lot of brownies down our throat this episode. And I, I, I needed it a little more spread I out. Say like, this. You can tell I think it's a, because they have so many good ideas for conversation and so many little tidbits like the Tormund and the Hound thing. Like it's so good, but in all of their heads and of course everybody else's heads, we know this shit's wrapping up, and so they're having to take the you know probably a remaining four seasons worth of like like rewarding buildup and whatnot and stuff that's like that that conversation. That was so truncated in this episode. It could have been three or four minutes longer if you had more seasons and whatnot. And now they're just they're being forced to put it into such a tight package that it seems like, oh, I'm just eating gumdrop after gumdrop. Like it's I'm not if, earning these big uh, heaps, you know. If the show these was big- made by perfect people, then somewhere back in season three it would have been sped up a little, and somewhere here in season seven it could be slowed down a little to where every episode was great. But, you know, we are where we are, and I don't mind them. I don't mind these playoff games being better than regular games. I like that the, the, the bear was <clears throat> so big for me uh, because I remember very hmm. specifically, like, that was one of the coolest moments in the books is uh, when they're at the Fist of the First Men and they're retreating from the Fist, and then here comes the bear. It falls upon them. And mm-hmm. I don't remember the guy's name, but it's like whoever the best remaining swordsman in the Night's Watch was. Like They're like, oh, and then... Jimmy Joe stepped forward and his steel flashed like silver, slicing and dicing the bear from stem to stern and carving a, a grievous wound which nothing could survive and then bearing it to the hilt into the heart of the icy bear. 
And then the bear turned upon him and ripped his head from his body and roared. And it was just like, oh, my God, the best of them just like sliced and diced this bear expertly, like just carved it up like a turkey. Mm-hmm. And then the bear just cut him down and, and everybody watches it. And they're just like, oh, what will we do? So these bears were built up as so hardcore that I was like, man, if they ever put that bear on screen, I'm going to love it. And that bear showed up and it was every bit as badass as they described <laughs> it. It took the whole fucking group. If they'd, if they'd had three bears, game over. Clegane was terrified. A worthless he piece was, of shit saw the well, it was sword. On fire. That was a fire bear. Fire bear. Yeah. Hmm. That was a fire bear. Like, see, this is what I think, like, if, if you put me in charge, I don't, you don't have to, even have to make me a White Walker. Just let me, if they hired me on as a tactical consultant, <laughs> and then they were like, all right, Taylor, so we're thinking about attacking here, and what we're going to, all right, what are you going to do, Mr. Night King? Well, we're just going to kind of throw everything we have at him. Um, it's just going to be a big wave, and it's, oh, no, 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 no. How many bears do you have? You have, you have 3,000 bears. Where are they? <laughs> They're just scattered about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Send in one force of 3,000 bears, and this is over. I don't think you understand who you're up against. They don't know. Why aren't you riding against? the bears? Yes. <laughs> the horses you're wearing, you're riding. They're all, they're all sickly looking. You should all be riding a bear. Yes. Everyone, hop on a bear. Let's Why go. are you, you riding a herbivores? You, you know what you should now, do? Bring the giants forward. Each giant, take a bear in your hand. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, no, a bear in each hand. Now you punch the bears. <laughs> Or you know what you do is you send like a raiding party to where eventually the people in the north will be like, you know what I've noticed is not a lot of bear attacks. There used to be a lot of them. And, they, and then they realize over time, like, the White Walkers have been stealing all the bears, <laughs> taking them up there, turning them into monsters. We're Scottish this close to the wall. You'll notice. But, <laughs> but oh, they, they stole a lot of bears, all of our animals. You don't get this analysis on Nerdwriter. <laughs> we need see, bears with giants and hands. That's what I would do. I would, I, would, I would make sure that we were all organized, sending the bears first, but it would be a month-long process of we're going to send raiding parties, we're going to take all the most dangerous animals, why are we not limiting ourselves, why are we limiting ourselves to land here? Why not see about sea beasts? Uh, these these are possibilities. These, we know that there's a, a kraken out there, you know, that maybe, maybe one well-placed ha can, can turn mm-hmm. it, I, who knows? I, that's why I'm a consultant. You know, they just bring me on, I see how I can help. You're an idea, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd love an ice kraken. I'm a big picture up. guy. <laughs> I hope we get some explanation about the the religions in this thing at some point. You know, like 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 the the they talk about the Lord of Light constantly, and 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 le- to a lesser extent the Drowned God and uh, the Seven and uh, and all that stuff. I, I want to know if it's all one guy or if there's like a, a, a Mount Olympus up there and these guys are all like duking it out or like what's going on. I'd like a little glimpse into that. That you want to give me some fan service. That's what I'm hungry for. I want to see this one. Light. I think it's all the Lord of Light. I think it's all one thing. It's not the nice though, thing about we- the Lord of Light is he proves he's real. You know, a lot of these other guys don't do anything. They just pray to them and hope that yep. they help. Lord of Light kills people. He brings people back to life. He, he, you know, he's he's actually real. Yeah, I yeah. I'm struggling to think if we've gotten evidence that any of the other gods are legit. Like, well, like have Bran we ever has seen some power? I guess. Well, that. Co- well, that's coming from like um, you know the children of the forest, old timey magic. That's like right? the old gods, right? Yeah, that's the old gods. Uh, yeah, that's the trees. Yeah, that's the old gods. Yeah, that that so would that's the gods. Their, their dark- god thing is if is kind of like if all of the Nordic gods and all the Greek gods and all the Hindu gods and they're all real, but they're all on like different in different areas on different levels of power, maybe. So like maybe the old gods are real, 
but they're just way weaker than the light, the Lord of Light, or something. Or maybe one of or disinterested. They could have tons of power, but they're like worried about some other thing. They're on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. could be. See, you, they never considered that about gods. Is like if you were a god and you ran a whole universe, like as a person, you're like, oh, well, they probably want to listen to like our, our feedback, our customer service, so to speak. <laughs> like, yeah. and but in their heads as a god, like it, it would be like us listening to Lego people that we set up. It'd be like, no, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Fuck. Oh, you don't you don't like the way Lego life is going, Lil Barry? All right, well, boom, Lil Barry's gone. No more Shake you. Shake the ant farm. Yeah, yeah you like, like that. <laughs> Like, I can totally see how if you were God, it'd be really easy to just be like, oh, my God, these complainers. Like, I'm this is I, I hate these people. Yeah. You know, like Earth so, is so boring. You know, there's a real interstellar, interstellar <laughs> travel on these. Let's watch this other planet. They're doing cool shit. <laughs> I made Earth, too. And those people put on a show. And so you <laughs> yeah. step it up and yeah. we'll come back. You know, but think he's got bananas. Over is it there. time for a new topic or are we still doing Game of Thrones? Um, I just want to say, like, 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 man, that that was that was really good. I I loved it so much. Um, I, I was watching just spellbound. I was really just focused on it a thousand percent because because everyone had sold had built it up so high, and uh, it almost lived up to that, which is saying something because you know I, it was really built up high. I, it was it was ninety seven percent to perfection for me. Um, there's just those little nagging tidbits and, you know, back to what I said, you know, a few episodes ago when it was like, ah, why did John and Braun just magic their way out of the situation instead of being captured and then traded back? And then that way you get the whole Tyrion and Jamie Lannister talk as Jamie is a prisoner. Once again, he's a captive audience. That seems to make a little bit more sense than all of a sudden we can just smuggle right on into King's Landing at will in the, in broad daylight. It's like, God damn, right? You know, just 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 yeah. a little rewrite here and there is all I ask. It feels like it, it felt a bit rushed, but borderline perfection. And it's better than any of the other shit on fucking television because this season of Rick and Morty is quite poor. Uh, I like the most it more recent episode, the most recent episode, very good. I loved mm. the newest episode because um, like that's the more. like. Eh. I haven't seen the most recent one. Pickle Rick is like it's a, uh, just it's about just, Jerry. I, I saw I saw Pickle Rick. I thought Pickle Rick was not good. Yeah, one of the worst ever. It's just flash and it's all flash and no, it's all sizzle, no steak. It's all flash, no substance. But the newest episode, it, it hits it hits you right in the feelings a couple times. You know, it's it's about Jerry and and the dark place he's in, and he goes on a mission with just just Rick and Jerry, Rick and Jerry, Rick and Jerry, and he and like Rick drags him out, of course, with no pants, and he's like, can I, don't I even at least have time to get some new pants? My pants? He's like. I'll make you some pants. I don't want you to make me pants. Trust me, Jerry, any pants that I make you'll be better than anything you own. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I bet Rick makes a sick pair of pants. I mean, he's, a, he's an intergalactic fucking smartest man in the universe, Taylor. Like, yeah, whip me up a pair. Um, I, I like that Rick episode and Morty. I didn't think the new episode was the best one of the season. Um, I don't know. I guess I just don't like Jerry that much. I don't give a fuck about him. He's too much of a complainer. He's, the complaint about Jerry is, is what? That he just whines and uses his like victimhood as a weapon. I'm disinterested. Jerry grew as a character. So did Rick. They they they, mm -hmm. they learned they learned so much about each other. They experienced a thousand lifetimes together. Here's what Rick fucked him in the about. ass. One of the <laughs> cast members on this show has a serious leg injury. Kyle, tell us what happened. Well, it uh, it appears that. Oh, I was going to tell your story. <laughs> mm -mm. But, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, let me see. Let me see if I can. What? Like, uh, the dog bit me. The fucking <laughs> like, the dog fucking like. Look at that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Kyle! Can you move it to Wait. your right? Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's the 
Like, that's right. the dog bite. Is there bite? anything on that, or is that just the bruise? That's just the bruise. Um, when was that? Uh, three days ago, I guess. I uh, I walked outside. What a bit. I, I walked outside, and uh, Kitty had taken Dak out a different door, and uh, I, I was like, hey, Kitty, what do you want to eat for dinner? You want to go to Cracker Barrel? And Dak's like, ooh, 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 and like, run, and like runs right up to me, and, uh, and, and he's like two or three feet from me, just kind of barking and lunging, and so I just go completely still, and I stare off into the distance and try to like just not be a person anymore, and he just came in and pinched the back of my thigh. What kind of dog my... is this again? Your calf, uh, right? Am I crazy? Calf. Yeah. The back of my calf. It's a Belgian Malinois. It's, a, it's an attack dog. Um, and uh, his teeth are much sharper than like a regular dog's teeth. Uh, and Kyle, he was, Kyle he was very kind. an attack dog. And I, if, it, tell me if I have this story right. They said, hey, this is a facility that, that raises and trains attack dogs. But we found that this attack dog is untrainable. Would you like him at a discount? And Kyle said, that sounds great. No, they How had, close uh, am that's I? Like, that's like Not adopting a kid from a juvenile to hell. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. Um, so I, I, I went to the attack dog training place. They do drug dogs and attack dogs and bomb dogs and all that shit. And, uh, and I was like, and he shows me his dog. And, he, and he's like, Samson, give me a Miller Lite. And Samson <laughs> runs in the other room, opens the refrigerator, gets out a fucking Miller Lite, closes the door behind him and brings it to this dude. And I was like, whoa. And I'd already seen him do all of his other stuff, running through obstacle courses on command and like attacking me on command, all that shit. I was sold. And I was like, dude. How much for one of these dogs? And he's like thirteen thousand dollars. And I was like, fuck that. Wow. And he's like, but I've got this one over here that knows about six commands, and he would make an excellent pet. And he'll attack. He'll sit. He'll stay. He'll lie down, uh, which is what pocking. Oh, he wasn't defective in some plot. way. I thought that was true. In no way. No, not no. In no way was he defective. He was just not fully trained. He'd had like one year of training rather than like three years of training or whatever it is. Like he was a he was a junior attack dog, and, and they hadn't invested enough time in him for him to be worth thirteen thousand dollars. He wasn't a certified, ready to be sold to the mm -hmm. military attack dog. Mm -hmm. He was somewhere in between a pet and an attack dog, and so that cost three thousand dollars. And so I was like, ah, give me that one. And so got him back, and it just didn't go well between he and I. We never really got along that well. How, uh, how long was it b between the purchase and the realization it was a mistake? <sighs> Man, it wasn't <laughs> long before he, like, he was in his kennel, which is like a little kennel because, like, he was in the house at the time, and we had just went out to go get some food. And he ate the cushion in the, in the kennel and then, like, vomited it up and shat it out and then, like, ate the vomit and the shit and then, like, vomited and shit the shit out again. He, he like, shat out the vomit and vomited out the shit. And, like, it was, like, and, and it created the most, and, he, and, and then it all went in his special dog bowl, which is, like, unflippable. It's one of these dog bowls that has a lid, and then it's, like, a funnel. So, like, the shit vomit cushion is, like, down in there. So, like, I, you have to, like, clean it out by hand. And I just remember being outside, like, spraying it with a hose and brushing it and just... Ugh! <laughs> I knew right then I'd fucked up. Like, why don't I get a Jack Russell Terrier like my dad? This little thing you throw on your arm that shits turds the size of your pinky. Like, like instead, I've got this big monster. And then I took it out for that walk that time, and I had my katana on my back. And while I was walking, I was like, oh, look at this, uh, like tall weed-like bush above by my uh, uh, mailbox. I'm just gonna chop, chop all these weeds down. And I, shink, pull my thing out like I'm Donatello or something, and start and like take one swack at him. 
And he saw that and reacted to it really strongly and like wraps himself around the mailbox with his leash and pulls so hard that he pulls the mailbox out of the ground and then somehow gets out of a full body shoulder harness and runs away into the night. He did that like three times. This thing where he would just run away and this $3,000 fucking dog is just on the loose somewhere. And you'd chase him in a car and be like, Dak, no, come back. And he'd go, later. <laughs> And just bing, take off, and he could just he, he would he would leave and be gone, and you'd have to yeah, track after, him down. After after like maybe once or twice of that, didn't you want him to stay gone? Yes, a hundred percent, I did. And and they kept finding him. The last time it happened, um, he was like Who's tied they? up. Kitty. Kitty, yeah. Kitty, dude, give fight. that fucking dog away. It's Kitty's dog. See, that's the thing. It it oh. went from being my dog to Kitty's dog in that throughout that whole process, and now it is like bonded and stuck with her. It's Kid Kitty's dog. Kitty. And she has about 75, 85% control over him, I would say. Because she was like, Oh, that, that's not enough for a cat dog. Are you shitting me? No, <laughs> I'm not shitting you. That's why he bit me. She was standing right there when he bit me. She was going, No, Dad, don't bully him. And I'm like, Don't intercede. Oh! Like, she always wants to like, No, don't do it, Dad. And I'm like, Your high-pitched squeals are make are driving him into a fervor like like he yeah. thinks you're in danger he thinks you're yeah. crying <laughs> like 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 you're you're hyping him up if you weren't here we'd be cool like you caused this uh <laughs> and, and so like i try to stay away from him she keeps him in her bedroom or in his kennel and you know keeps him on a leash and everything but he's he's bad news if it's if i if i'm there like it's not like oh yeah he barks at me it's like nah, he he bites me <laughs> you know he comes at you me you can occasionally get along with him though like cuz i was there under um, very specific like s- situations, like if 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 you're on if you're sitting on the floor on a couch mm-hmm. and like he gets put on the couch and Kitty's not there, well then I'm I'm the only human here. Like 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 yeah, I can pet him and and he'll let me pet him and we'll be straight. But if like she's walking him down the corridor and he suddenly sees me, it, he just go, goes into a ferocious bark, just just freaking the fuck out. And there's no amount of bacon or like petting or speaking to him kindly that's going to solve that. He, he has identified me as a problem and mm. wants no part of me. Because yeah, I've, I've, I've done that thing with no him where I was on the that. couch and like his head's on my lap and he appears to like me. And I'm like, aha, two or three days of being good to this dog, letting him know that I'm a friend has paid off. And now he and I are on good terms. No. No, he will revoke that friendship. His emotional bank account has a fucking hole at the bottom and it drains all the time. And you yeah. just pour more and more into it and you think you've done something, but it turns out it's empty again. He has personality. He is not a dumb like animal that you can just be like, hey, I got bacon, I'm your man now. And he's like, oh yeah, you got the bacon balls. He's like, nah, I remember you, motherfucker. You can scratch me all you want. It's just like us. Like if someone you hated like came up and like did a kind thing for you once, you'd be like, I mean, I'll eat this delicious pie you baked me, you cocksucker, because I don't know what poison is because I'm a dog, but <laughs> in no way does this make us straight. Mm. I don't give any delicious. credit to the dog for being smart. It's, it's, mm. a, it's a retard who, at this point, has not figured out that... You know who the smart dog is? The one who walks by and go and when bacon is presented, he goes, oh, it's <laughs> a pretty good gig. Just sit down and shut up. Get fed. Do you know what a retarded, stupid dog does? Is It walks through the home of someone it's lived its entire life with, with another person that it's lived its entire life with, and gets angry for no reason. It knows that nobody's, nobody's made happy by that. If it's not a, if it's, Unless that dog is stone cold, pants on head retarded, it cannot think that barking at you all the time is making Kitty its preferred human any happier. For a long like, time, there's just no Kitty way. wanted just a... to 
Some dogs are just shitty. Dog. Is that like what you people? call it when they fix it? Kitty wanted yeah, to take the neuter. dog's balls on neuter. And Kyle was the only thing between a pair of scissors and that dog. Yeah. Metaphorically. And yeah. I think you eventually got him. Literally. Right? Yeah. Literally. Well, the scissors um, was the, yeah, but it, I, I, I bet they used some little scissors, right? Like, like, you know, I wouldn't know. Snip, I pictured snip. a scalpel, but you could be right. Uh, they they always matter. say, you know, snip, snip. <laughs> um, <laughs> in, in any case, like, like it has been neutered since then. And, mm-hmm. and like that didn't calm him down a bit. That it might have worked better if you did it younger. Like perhaps I know, I know that with but, some yeah. dogs, they say 18 months, you wait longer than that. And they'd be, like they they hang on to those you know male tendencies aggressiveness and such a little longer. Yeah. I don't but know. It, all I know is that like in the future, my dogs will always be those little fuckers that that like it doesn't matter if he's a if he's a machine gun. Like like, like I always see this debate about pit bulls, and I do think that pit bulls are inherently aggressive, but I don't think they're the only dogs that are inherently aggressive towards people. Oh no, people. of course not. I've met so many little dogs that are machine guns mm-hmm. that'll just and you're just like. Bring it, motherfucker! What are you? What are you gonna do? Boom! Like you know, it's just a little fucking like fifteen pound piece of shit. Like if you nip me and break break the blood, I'm gonna spank your ass. My, my grandpa didn't play that shit. Or still doesn't <laughs> play that shit with dogs. He's obviously a farmer in Southern Missouri, and like when he brings up stories of like, yep, yeah, I remember when you were real little, Taylor. We had a dog named Felicia. He ran up and bought a, bit a little boy right on the chest. Ran back. His grandpa came over, told me what happened. I was like, what? So what'd you have to do? Just keep it in the cage? It's like, oh no. No, no, went out and shot it. <laughs> shot it. Threw it away. And That's it was like, yeah. Okay. I, like I how many times does that happen? With different dogs, like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. That's <laughs> like, great. <laughs> a dog like, bit me when, when I was just... a child. A uh, a Rottweiler bit me in the face when I was a kid. I was maybe really? six. I don't have a scar. It it didn't bite me badly. I was just all slobbery, but it meant it. It was a it was like ah. It like it like lunged at me because you know a six year old maybe I was just like being rougher with it than it liked being mm-hmm. played with. Meanwhile, my dogs were like Labradors and you could just like ah you fucker let's yeah. go and Make like wrestle talk with it and stuff. Labradors were wonderful, but this Rottweiler fucking ah bit me. Ah they they fucking shot that thing, cut its head off and sent it to test it for. I guess they cut the head off and send it for testing for rabies. That's what they do. Yeah. I guess they just test the brain. As a kid, that seemed so barbaric. It was like. I, it, it didn't register me that they needed to cut off the head for like a scientific reason, medical reason, or whatever. It was like, so that's what they do. They, be- <laughs> they beheaded it. There's a canine the guillotine where they like yeah, strap it yeah. down with no morphine or anything and just yeah. chop its head off. Braveheart. It's never going to get there next day air unless we cut this fucking head off. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. For, I was say, right, for the, right for the vet lets it go. Right <laughs> Yeah, that, <laughs> that sucks yeah. about your leg, man. I, I you know what? No, I, I was jokingly like like talking about my my bullshit leg leg wound today, and because because yours is actually a, a serious injury that that we're all you know hoping you hoping, hoping you pull heal up on. from quickly. Yeah, so well, the, it's not nearly as bad of a prognosis as you initially thought. Like it's pretty quick compared like the your healing. I mean now, right? So um, I go back and forth on that. You might be slightly out of date. So, so what happened is the the first ortho surgeon told me three months. Three months with no walking, no pressure, whatever. And then some period of time, maybe as much as three more months in a boot that like allows me to walk and put pressure on it, but not move it very much. And it was like six months, like, oh my gosh, you know, like I, I don't do well being held down like that and I will be very unhappy and I won't be as good a husband, a father, a dog owner, etc. And uh, so I started looking on the internet and I found stuff that's in six weeks you heal, but 
I've since read some more, and they're like, yeah, it takes about six weeks to heal a broken ankle, except for the very severe ones. And the very severe ones, multiple bones are broken. Sometimes very severe ones can involve surgery or even metal plates in the worst scenarios. And then it was like, uh, and, and really, really bad ones. Sometimes the foot gets like dislodged from where it, be where it belongs. And the surgeon has to put the foot back and then like put all the bones around it. And I'm like, I am just checking every box in this very yeah. soon. Everything <laughs> Thing I've said so far describes my injury. So uh, I have an ortho guy that I love. Um, I've been playing this game on, you know, throwaway account mode since I was 12. So I've got, you know, a lot of experience with my ortho doctor and stuff. And like I said before, he worked for the Packers, the Indianapolis Colts, the Hurricanes. He's a sports medicine guy and he has the, the same attitude around like these injuries that I do. Like, you know, all right, how much PT can we throw at this thing? How can we make it better? Let's, like, and, and by the way, we're not looking to just like, hop into a car again we're looking to do fun shit again on the on the other side of this like what does it take and i see him friday so this show and the next show i'll still be in the dark that's pka and then on friday the day after pka i'll meet with him and i'll learn something yeah yeah i i, I would be like hey i i'm open-minded here so if you want to put me in an oxygen tent yeah you want you, you got some stem cells back there whatever you know uh, let, i'm gonna mention that I, and i um yeah, like you said, I'm open-minded here. You know, maybe we'll throw some cash at it. You can fuck it. Like, I heard Dana White talk about his stem cell treatment. And mm -hmm. uh, they put a needle in him, like, the size of a Slurpee. And then they suck out, like, this big blood whatever. And then they spine? swirl it. It was for his um But they take it from his spinal fluid, right? Oh, okay. I, I, it sounds like you know, too. I don't know. But maybe they got it from his spine. In my head, it was blood. They do something to it, and then they put his own stem cells back into him, and it fixed that ear problem he had. Kyle, are you familiar with the ear problem? Is it, did he have tinnitus? No. He had, I think it's called like menagerie's disease or menagerie's disease, something close to that. You know me in names. But what it did is, um, what is it? Your Taylor will know this. Your vestibule system, like your sense of up and down and moving around. Uh, it's close to that. Ah, I'm sorry I'm ruining this. But anyway, no, no. No, okay. he would get vertigo to the extreme. He's like, you know, you're drunk and, and you know, you think you're spinning around, but you're not. He's like, that is yeah. nothing. He's like, I would grab on to chairs and stuff. It would happen to him. He, fly, oh. he flies a lot. So he'd be on a plane, his private plane, laying in the aisle, grabbing the bolted down chairs because he feels like he's spinning. And the flight has to get somewhere, right? It, it, he's like, he's like, this is life ruining. He thought he was going to have to leave the UFC over it. He had a surgery. And the doctors hemming and haul and saying, I don't know if you should have this surgery, you know, like 70% of the people it helps, 30% it doesn't. And um, he's like, yep, I'm rolling the dice. Let's do this. Yeah. I, you know, like I'm going to do it. And, I, and the doctor's like, yeah, you know, maybe you want to think about this. And he's like, nope, has the surgery. He's in the 30%. It, it, Great. it made it worse. Yeah, so, Dana White's one yeah. hell of a liar, but um, that, that's I, true. I think we I think we need him out there to keep getting the entertainment we're getting. Although, like, but I'd like some changes in the. But UFC. there's a little more to this story. So Derek, Derek Jeter calls him up and says, "I got this guy in like Germany or something. He does stem cell stuff, and he fixes everyone. Your healing is like you've never seen before." And uh, he's like, huh? He's like, yeah, I sent, I think the other guy was Kobe Bryant. He's like, I sent Kobe to him too. We're so happy. You got to meet with this guy. And so he talks to Kobe and uh, Kobe's same thing. He's like, yeah, Dana, you got to get this guy. And that's when he does the thing. I think he, like in class, he took this, the, like some fluid out of his spine or bone marrow, who the fuck knows, in a needle that he said looked like a Slurpee straw. And then 
I think they come back like three months later after they're done doing something to it. Growing yeah, they put in a centrifuge and yeah. separate the parts and, and plasma yeah. into the and you know, all the science happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they do put some the, sciencey shit. The science machine. <laughs> and then he went for <laughs> repeated treatments of that, and he's cured. He's cured. This is a thing that that like. I guess it's all Western medicine, but like his surgery couldn't fix. Nothing seemed to fix. All the experts were stumped on. And then they did some sort of stem cell magic to it and they fixed him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like like what I've been doing thus far, I, I've Googled on the internet and I found some relatively harmless bro science stuff. Like, oh, leafy green vegetables are super important. Vitamin D is super important. Peppers, this and that. Uh, get some milk in you. And I'm like... All of these things are really okay, you know. I'm not rolling the dice too much on this, so so yeah, I'm not. It's a... all shit. It's shit that couldn't possibly hurt. Right. It's yeah. like yeah. if it told you, "Hey, be sure to eat healthy, get a lot of sleep." It's like, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, on it. I am working on the sleep schedule. It's kind of falling off a bit, and uh, tonight I'm I'm going to take some melatonin, get to bed on time, and uh, I guess just. You know, I used to wake up in the morning and fly sometimes or just be on a schedule and I had friends and, and now all I do is lay in bed with my foot elevated. Those are kind of doctor's orders. And when you lay in bed with your foot elevated, it's super easy to fall asleep at 2 p.m. And then it yeah. becomes super hard yeah. to fall asleep at 10 p.m. And, and that's what happened. So I'm working on yeah, that. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm no, just gonna... that's, that's a wrap. Yeah, I... I, I, I... I'm with you 100%. If, if I had that foot injury, I'd be doing the exact same thing. I'd be looking for, like, uh, you know, alternative treatments that are legit. And, and, and when you hear that, that story you told about, like, yeah, Kobe said it and Derek Jeter said it. All right, well, how, how much, you know? Like, how it was much? like 10 grand. And, dude. Right? Like, dude, would you get for your to... foot? For your yeah. foot? Like, right? like, and here's the thing. Like, while you're there getting your super foot put on, you could be like, <laughs> If I slip you another 15, what could you make happen? We're in Germany, <laughs> motherfucker. I, let's make it an even 25 and make my vertical six more inches, yeah. right? Like, like, give me some of them Kobe Bryant moves. That how, guy played until his late 30s. Come how on. about next year, instead of turning 45, I turn 40? What do you think, huh? I like that. <laughs> no? I, I, bet, I, I bet if you talk to someone like that, especially <laughs> if he's German, you know, he's, they, they, they've been very uh, They got some Nazi thinking. shit going on over there. They're yeah, scientists have oh, been yeah. working. We have to know your reputation for experimental procedures. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, yes, my fear. Maybe they do that. Uh, so oh, yeah. what would you give, have given you the idea that we would be open for something like that? You know, <laughs> I, I kid, I kid. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I could what? do these accents for my doctor and tell him my line of thinking. But anyway, yeah. So my doctor, I, I have the fullest confidence in him. Uh, he's the guy that fixed my ACL. And um, I also, I, I like this about him. I think I might have told this before. When Joe Lozon broke my hand, possibly Kyle, uh, I went to my doctor and he didn't operate. He was like, you need a specialist on this. He's like, I, if, if, he said, if your hand was vanilla, I'd be your guy. But you are Rocky Road. And he sent me to a hand specialist. And even that, like, raised my opinion of him. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, you know, rather than be like, oh, yeah, you need a haircut, sit right here on the chair. I do haircuts. I he, hate that. Yeah. Not with haircuts specifically, but like anytime you're getting a contract or a carpenter, anything, and like you see their finished work and you're like, you thought this was going to cut it? You thought this is what I wanted? Like, like no, like, like I want a guy who is like, like if you hired somebody to cut your bushes, like you want a topiary expert, right? I want fucking giraffes right. and gazelles out there. If I there. wanted Don't it to suck, I'd have done it myself. Like it's not even even on that side. It's <laughs> like, oblong, you fool. Like, like, like you want a pro sometimes and people aren't 
I've been watching a lot of Gordon Ramsay. Okay. And it's super satisfying because he does all the. He's got like eight different programs, but the gist of it is always that he's going to teach some people how to cook who think they know how to cook, but they don't know how to cook. And to see them like be in that state of like self delusion where they, they're like, "Yo, lots of people like my food. I don't know what the problem is." And he's like, "Your food is shit. It's shit." And you're like, and he has to bring like 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 one guy in in uh, Denver had these pizzas. And he's like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with my pizza. And Gordon literally has to like take his pizza, a frozen pizza, and the best pizza in town, and and get like a hundred person survey. He's like, eighty seven percent of the people liked this thirty dollar pizza from the best place in town. Ten, you know, like ten percent like the frozen pizza, and three three out of a hundred people preferred your shitty ass pizza. And he's like, are you gonna change your ways? And he's like. Nah. <laughs> nah, we don't need more than three percent of the pizza market. Admit <laughs> <laughs> that they're not the man in their in their field of supposed expertise. But when you see someone who is humble about that, they're like, "Look, you. The most important thing is you. So let's get you to Johnny Big Dicks over there. He solves everybody's problems. Like or." wherever like like the idea mm-hmm. that there's some guy i like that it's in germany too for some reason like because i feel like they haven't been restricted by a george w bush at any point who was like stem sales or evil yeah. yes he did you know that that never happened to them so i feel like why wouldn't they be a little bit more advanced in our, than us at, at those techniques like i maybe they're grinding up fetuses over there i don't care i don't care if they literally vacuum the living fetus out and grind it in a food processor if it makes feet better do it that sounds. I mean, like... we should probably have some standards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. That's like. Yeah, like, it's easy to have standards even, when like you're if, limping around, dude, right? <laughs> if like Hitler was all about eugenics, but if like a slideshow got brought, like poster board got brought to him and showed him like, uh, "Mein Führer, this is how we are. It is going." He'd be like, "Oh my goodness, I know we are doing the whole concentration camp thing, but I think we've really run out the evil tag on that." <laughs> This is enough. We are done with. Oh my God! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> They're going to find this, this shit. I burn it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Nah, he'd been on board for that shit. Like, like he was looking at stuff with the occult and trying to use satanic powers to win that fucking war. So he'd have been down with a little fetus sucking. No, I'm okay with him oh, sucking the fetuses out. Like, you know, I don't care. These eight, nine, ten years old, whatever. Mothers who made this choice, right? Like, you don't just get to t- like. No, I just roll up to some pregnant chick with a shop vac and make it happen. Of course, they volunteer. Well, what if they didn't volunteer, but they're Jewish? Now, you grow your own fetuses. There should be big plants Mm. where they're just cranking out fetuses. Clone the same one a million times over. Find, like, whatever fetus has the genetic predisposition to make a lot of stem cells. Like, oh, yeah, like, this one's got 20% more. Look how big and plump it is with stem cells. Like, and just grind them the fuck up. Clone a billion of them. And just no, run around sticking people with this shit. Like, these like aren't overripe tomatoes. Yes, they are. Yes, one. they are. Grow them in like an eye. Like, I just imagine row upon row upon row of like big, oversized pink IV bags with amniotic fluid in them and little fetuses in them, like growing until they're ripe. And then you just boop, you, you, you pluck your fetus down, grind it up or whatever. And that get those is, stem that is cells the creepiest out. shit imaginable. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy until all of a sudden, like your paralyzed uncle can walk, and like your mom who who like couldn't speak yesterday is like telling you she loves you. Fuck those unborn like sacks of meat. <laughs> Fuck them. It's funny. It it wasn't until late in my life, probably older than Kyle is now, that I started to see babies as people. Like I remember I'd watch like um, Law and Order episodes. Where, like, a, a one-day-old got thrown in a dumpster. And my thought process, evil as it seems to current me, would be like, you know, 
At least it was just an infant. You know, it wasn't like it had thoughts and feelings and care. Oh, and, you know, like, it's like it, the opposite of what most people think. It is. It's it like, is. Oh, oh, my God. It's See, I don't understand this at all. I've known oh, because, babies were, because, were people uh, ever oh, since oh, I was oh, one. One day old baby <laughs> is really like a puppy in terms of its development, right? Like if a nine year old dies, it's tragic, especially if it was a good looking nine year old. Right. But if it was a one day a old. One. Then that one day old is barely aware of this. Was the it's not current me. I see Taylor doing the digging, but <laughs> but uh, the one day old is just you know barely aware of what's happening. It doesn't I know its mom. I guarantee there's a warehouse full of Chinese babies just growing somewhere. The Chinese do not have any scruples about this bullshit. Like half of them are Buddhist, right? They believe in reincarnation anyway. Like they don't like. Why, why would they care? Uh, like, like this is the this, future. None of this is true. None of this <laughs> is accurate. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Well, I mean, some of them. Jump on board, Shinto. Taylor. It was originally Shintoism. Team where they Evil's having a great time over trees. here. <laughs> and they switched over to Buddhism. I, I, I watched the whole John Oliver thing about the Dalai Lama recently. Oh, he then you must be really informed. Oh, totally. That's all. That, I, I, I based, was he smarmy in a British accent, pretending he, talking down to his better. Second Amendment rights? No. He went and met the Dalai Lama and like had a whole conversation with him because like the thing is that the Dalai Lama has to discover the child who is going to, or he picks a guy called like the Shishi Dalai Lama or something and that guy has to find like who's going to be the next reincarnation of the Dalai Lama. So th he picked that child like years ago. He picked this little kid. He's like, oh, this kid is the reincarnation of like the something Lama or whatever. He will be the one to find my reincarnation once I die. The Chinese government locked up that three-year-old baby and took it, never to be seen again. And whenever they're asked about it, they, the press release says, like, he's doing fine. He wants you to respect his privacy. He's doing fine. And it's like, what? Well, they never seen him again. So he asked the Dalai Lama, he's like, you might be the last one. And he's like, yeah, I might be. You know, it was like it was a really cool conversation he had with the guy. They, they, they talk wow. about Buddhism and wow. Shintoism a, and the whole thing. What a fucking fount of wisdom this guy is. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple Dalai Lama tweets, and you're gonna tell me if it's a Dalai Lama tweet or if it's or if it's a 13 year old girl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Inner beauty, warm heartedness, and compassion is what brings about peace of mind. 13 year old girl. Dalai Lama. That's the Dalai Lama. Ah. Okay. We all want to live a happy life, so we have to learn to live together in trust and mutual respect. I'm going to say Dalai Lama because you've read that in a 13-year-old girl way as a, as a diversion. I think you're all Dalai Lama. That one's Dalai Lama. Hmm. Education today needs not only to develop our intelligence, but also to support basic human values of warm-heartedness and compassion. Girl. That's uh, a girl. No, it's the Dalai Lama again. <laughs> Are they all Dalai Lama? These are all Dalai Lamas. They're all because he tweets like a 13-year-old girl. This is what someone tweets like when they've had an entire life of people going, you are so smart. Like, you've really got this figured out, don't you? Like, you, no, 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 no. Just, no. Just because everybody else to says to be kind tell... on the internet doesn't mean that you are being redundant. You're not being redundant, Mr. I'm too cool to follow people on Twitter because I have a bunch of sycophants surrounding me. <laughs> I, 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 there's no problem with me here. here you just sit in your fucking right robe and, and tweet about how, uh, about how much we need warm-heartedness and goodness and other vague nonsense. What we should do nonsense. is take a collection of Dalai Lama tweets and Jaden Smith tweets and see if we can tell them apart. Oh, fuck <laughs> Jaden Smith's I, tweets are more interesting. <laughs> I guarantee. These, like, wow. these aren't even interesting. Like, th th there's no stance to be had on the Dalai Lama's tweets because they're so innocuous that you can't even hammer down a point. 
He it's seems like, like a really good guy. Don't give a fuck. Oh, by the way, John <laughs> Oliver, I think if you watched his stuff, I don't know if Taylor could possibly be won over, but his self-deprivation, he started throwing that in there. Like, I think he was talking about nuclear waste recently, and he's like, I don't know anything. I'm not a scientist, although I do have the face of one. And then he gets like, he throws in little self-deprivation marks. Or, or, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, is it deprivation? Deprecation. 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 Thank you. I'm messing it up. Uh, he throws in these self-deprecating remarks, and uh, I feel like it adds to the show, the self-awareness he's throwing in there. Whereas he I, used to be like sort of – Too cool this, for school. Too cool for school. He would like like he's saying pretty bright things, but the writers are who's saying them. He's just there delivering them. And yep. uh, I feel like at the start he sort of took credit for all this things he was doing, and now he bills himself more as the pitch man in front of a team. I, I like, like his stuff. I, I I like it more too. Yeah. I've recently went back and watched. I didn't watch him for a while because he was so anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I recently went back and, and I just don't like foreigners telling us what to do. And so I went back and I uh, like like maybe the last last week and I and I watched all this shit that I hadn't seen before. I liked I, I like virtually all of them. Um, it's it's fun to go back to the early Trump stuff and to see what he was saying back then because I didn't watch. Uh, and it's uh, it's really I, I like the nuclear uh, waste thing. I, I saw that one as well. That was good. That was the most recent one I think. It is, yeah. I I like most of his stuff. Although sometimes I feel like he points out problems like they're ridiculous, but he doesn't have any solutions. And yeah, I, I prefer. Well, sometimes. With the nuclear waste thing, like, he, no one has a solution, and that's kind of his point, right? He's, he's like, we've been dragging our feet for 40 years. Like, like look, at, look at this reporter from 40 years ago being like, this problem is no closer to being solved, and it really needs to be quickly <laughs> because this is 240,000 years worth of waste we have here. And, like, I, I'm, as a kid, we were always like, shoot it into space. And I like they covered that. They had, like, I don't know who the lady, that the like, canned audio they had was, but she was like, we don't have a great record of getting rockets into space reliably. And, well, if just one of them failed, it would pretty much irradiate a large part of the United States, if not the globe. And yeah. it's like, oh, shit, yeah. And, 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 like, while she's saying that, they're showing a rocket tumbling in the air and exploding. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that could be a, yeah. Because it's much worse than a nuclear weapon. You would much rather have a hydrogen bomb go off in Kansas City, Missouri, than you would, like, a few tons of that nuclear waste get blown up with a dirty bomb in the same area. Like, you'll rebuild that city, and it'll be fine in a few years. Look at Hiroshima Nagasaki. They're living there right now. But look at uh, uh, where they had the, the spill in um, Russia. Um, and, and, and look at Fukushima. Those areas are going to be uninhabitable for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I bet they it's do something difference. with Fukushima. They'll figure they, it out. They some some like kind of spray. What they're doing right now is sending... dirt and move it and put new dirt in and something or just like bomb it all the way through to the other side ah to the other side of the planet that's no 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 like if you like like you you just oh okay all right yeah that's us (laughs) well then it's not then it's not really my problem Mm. it's it's not except that that, like 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 they're they're getting the tuna is getting irradiated and they've got those radioactive bores and stuff there and i and i I read those articles about how there's like these really old japanese guys because people are so honorable fuckers who are like volunteering to go they're like ah i only have a few more years left send me in to clean up the waste Mm -hmm. those that's why those people are so goddamn dangerous that's why we had to bomb them back to the fucking stone age 50 years ago because those people get an idea in their head and they it's because those are all veterans being like technically i still get to to die in the war (laughs) if i go out here and do this (laughs) 
Let we me talk about digging like... a hole through the earth. When I was a kid, dig a hole to China was like a common expression. You keep digging, you hit China. Everybody knew that. And uh, I watched this Canadian program. You know, it was like a little Thanksgiving special or something. And they're like, yeah, we're going to dig a hole all the way to Australia. And it was just like... <laughs> anyway, that's my story. <laughs> I, uh, so, so all of these U.S. Navy vessels have been colliding with things. And my personal theory is that the Chinese are messing with our guidance systems because it's all happening at least in the same region of the world as China, especially this last one. I, I think that the Chinese are fucking with those, uh, those, those boats, uh, navigation systems and causing these incidents to happen because it just seems like we have, we're having a rash of them. And then today I, I said that like three days ago to Chiz and he was like, he was like, look at you, Mr. Tom Clancy. And then today, like the secretary of the Navy is like, we have neither confirmed nor denied that there may have been like electrical electronic interference with the guidance systems, but it is being looked into. And I'm like, aha! Tom Clancy is true. Like, I, I think that's what it is because these, these things sound... don't just hit shit. Yeah, and it's also not that hard to do. I've learned now. I don't know if it's if the military is a better way of doing it, but um, I I forget where it might have been a John Oliver thing, but I, I was reading about a YouTube video. They're talking about GPS and they said that it's actually a lot easier to disable GPS than you might guess. You can put a blocker on there. And there was a trucker who didn't want to be tracked by his employer during like certain hours of the day or whatever. And he put a blocker and it like disabled big chunks of New York and New Jersey whenever he drove around there because he would just disable GPS for everyone. Apparently it's not super hard to disable GPS. Yeah, but they've got so many systems. I, I only know because like a, there's a YouTube channel that I recently watched, and they had like a 10-minute video about the USS John McCain. They were like, the USS John McCain. Could it single-handedly defeat North Korea? It was something like that. It, or it was like, the USS John McCain, like, uh, why China's terrified of this boat. And they talk about like the X-band radar and the Y-band radar. And it's got like, the, the systems are incredibly sophisticated, and it's mo the the deck of the boat and its armaments are all modular. And what I what I mean by that is, you've just got some square holes that you could put any weapon system in, depending on what it's going to do. So mm. if you if you need lots of torpedoes, it can just do nothing but torpedoes. It could be like a, hundreds of torpedoes. Or but if you needed lots of anti-air, you could just put put the anti-air stuff in there. It, it, it's, it's got like four or five different weapon systems that do everything from ship to ship, ship to air, ship to land. Uh, ship to submarine, all that shit, and they can they can tweak it to be any ratio of those factors. It, it was incredibly advanced. And then they talked about the radar system and this. I didn't know what X band radar was, but apparently it means that it 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 doesn't just it it's not like it's not always just looking in one direction and like checking stuff out. It's always looking. No matter, and it's got one system that's just always looking 360 degrees in a giant sphere and then it's got another one that's like focusing in on stuff and being incredibly accurate it, it was it just seems crazy this thing hit a big oil tanker or rather the oil tanker hit it you know it ran into the path of a slow moving oil tanker they're talking just, about so the last time I, I forget which ship it was but the first one that got into a big accident and like 10 people died they fired the captain and some like it's the second in command a couple guys this time they're talking about firing the equivalent on this ship, as well as the boss. They're like, you know, mm. whoever the top guy is in that area, not even on the ship, uh, he needs to get fired too because he's fired. got too much incompetence below him. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I also saw the Navy saying that maybe this has something to do with the fact that we've been like going, going, going for like 25 years of war. Like there's got to be some kind of like, the, the, guy, the guys are tired. They've been, mm. they've been going nonstop for too long. They need to they need to stand down for a bit. Like, what maybe do you that's think part of, of it this, too. 
story lately with the Secret Service. Speaking of going, going, going. From, from what I understand, that's that's not a new thing. They they said that that's been a systemic thing since the uh, going back. Um, I, I think he just didn't get publicized as much. Although Trump's certainly spending a lot of money. He's more on expensive. It. He's more expensive. Bigger family, more trips. New York especially is expensive. Honestly, I don't care. It sounds like the Secret Service needs more funding. If he I was able to bankrupt him this fast. Uh, I, so, so the reason I don't care is, look, love or hate Trump, he's the president of the United States and he needs protection, period, right? Like it, you don't get to say favorite president, least favorite president. We protect them differently. No. Uh, and is his family more expensive because they're travel and this and that? Yeah. So what? You know, like some presidents are going to be more expensive than other ones. I get it, right? Obama had younger kids. They all moved together. It was simple. Trump has older kids. They're spread out. It's complicated. Things happen. The only thing about it is that a lot of the Secret Service money is going into Trump's pocket. And that, to me, is where I don't like it. You know, I, I hear things like, oh, we've spent like $1.5 million on golf cart rentals at Trump's uh, you know, places so far for the Secret Service. And I think, oh, well, that's where it's fucked. You, you know, gotta buy, not rent, bitches. Why is there not a Secret <laughs> Service golf cart all black and pimped out, thirty horsepower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looks like no, no, no. What he's right. It looks like no, not I mean, not millions. It looks like the Secret Service has spent sixty thousand to rent golf carts. I think it's each. Yeah, well, that's, that's no, what and, I read. And, no, no, I know is, that's this insane. Is, is this that... is just in Mar-a-Lago. Mar Mar-a-Lago. Oh. So I, those are renting from his own club. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's the frustration. Although, also, that they're getting hotel rooms at his club. They're getting golf carts at his club. They're getting, like, a lot of the Secret Service money. Of course, a lot of it goes to the actual salaries, but a lot of it is going back to Trump. So, mm -hmm. like, every weekend he spends at Mar-a-Lago or is it Bedminster in New or, Jersey? Yeah, something like that. And, and, you know, like, every time he goes there, he thinks, oh, yeah, that puts another, like, $3 million in my pocket, you know, because that's what the government spends to protect me. And I, I just don't like the way that's lined up. I heard him say the White House was a dump, and he just didn't like to, to be there. He said it was pretty rough. I forgive. You know, like, like, look, I have a lot of issues with oh, Trump. Oh, I'm not mad that he said that. It's probably true. Yeah, and then I heard the HVAC system. I mean, was it's like probably not true. I bet it's a pretty nice mansion. I bet it's, it's really nice, but parts of it are old. I have um, a friend yeah, that's who met fair. with senators, and uh, like, so he went to a senator's office, and he's like, kind of sucked. He's like, it was an old government office building. Uh, the, the cabinets that he had were those, like, metal kind that, you know, they're not, like, wooden and decorative and shitty. walnut yeah. or something. Yeah, they're, they're you know, it's probably served several senators, and they work fine. They were quality cabinets, but they weren't nice. The HVAC yeah. system was loud, and you had to speak up. And It wasn't like what you'd see at a law office when you're trying to impress prospective clients. Perfect, yeah, that's that's great. And, uh, you know. Because it's like, what are you going to do? Go to the other government? Fuck off! Wait as long as they tell you to. Yeah. So, so you know, <laughs> I'll get you your form in a disorganized and not punctual way. We, we've all seen the White House. It's amazing, and uh, you know the, the carpets are replaced and the drapes and this staff of people upkeeping it. But I'm sure there are aspects of it that are yucky because it's old. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't care about how much money. I don't care about how much money you waste. And, and like he was going to have to stay it's somewhere. Not I suppose. He's pocketing it. That's that's the that's the, yeah, the part I, I, I where I, I like care. that better. I think I like that better that, really? that he's pocketing it rather than like so it's gonna be somebody, right? If they go somewhere, somebody's <laughs> getting paid. So it might as well go back to him. Yeah, you know. That, then you've got a problem yeah. motivations. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe maybe he's golfed like, you know, twenty out of the first twenty one weekends because it gets himself paid. You know, There's whereas a perfectly fine golf course at Camp David. He can play uh, you know what? Trump should be able to golf as much as he wants 
if he stops using the cart. If he starts burning some calories, if he gets out there, he starts walking around Carry because you know bag. that he's sitting in there. You know that he's sitting in there driving that golf cart, and you know that he get like, he holds it over his friends. He's like, you know, I've never had a drink in my entire life. I don't drink alcohol. I think it's for weak, weak people. Is that and true? then like, and then my, yeah, he doesn't. He's a teetotaler. He doesn't drink. Doesn't do drugs. Doesn't do anything. But you know, he's just sitting there like, and time for my daily third muffin. <laughs> and he's just fucking eating his, his muffin as people are like, God, you really think your health... We're, we've, we've had, we're having two light beers. You've ate six muffins, Mr. President. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm sober is the point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh, anyway, you guys want to call the show? Yeah, yeah sure. I could. Um, all right, so PKN episode 157. I hope you guys liked it. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs>